0: that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So, get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Hello, 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 beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the Brisseta Bliss Podcast. So, I'm going to talk about um, how to shift into and embody the new version of yourself that you need to step into to manifest your desires. I actually put a poll up on my Instagram last week to see what all of you wanted to hear from me on the podcast. And this was highly, highly, highly requested. And I actually don't believe I've talked about this in a while. And I have a lot of new insights for all of you. And Honestly, it it's funny that I shouldn't say funny. It's synchronistic that this was a common topic requested because this is, has been a common theme in my life recently. Because uh, you know, I've actually found that every time I experience an up level in my reality, it's after a time period where I have shifted into a new embodiment of energy or a new identity, and I'm going to explain more what that means as I um, get into the juice of the podcast, but. What I want you to understand first and foremost before I get into the identity stuff is that you don't manifest things because you want them, or you desire them, or you begged for them, or you worked really hard to feel worthy of them. You manifest things that you are an energetic embodiment of, right? This is like basics of law of attraction. The energy you project is the energy you attract. What you put out must come back. And the energy that you're projecting is the energy that you were embodying. So who you are being, the way you are showing up in your life, what you are thinking and feeling, this is Dictates the energy that you're projecting and embodying. So, when I say the energy that you're embodying, I mean the way you're thinking, the way you're feeling, the way you're speaking, the way you're showing up in your life, the decisions that you're making, the beliefs that you're holding on a subconscious and conscious level. All of this creates your vibration, right? Your vibration is your energy. So, we can't talk about manifestation without talking about energy and the embodiment of energy, who you are being. You cannot manifest what you are not already an energetic match for. This means that the life you have right now is an exact match for your current embodiment, who you are right now, who you are being, the energy that you're embodying, your current identity. So if you want a different life, you want to manifest something else in your life, you can't do that without shifting your internal world, without shifting the embodiment of who you are, who you are being in your everyday life your dominant energy. This is why you can take all of the damn action in the world. But if nothing in your internal world is shifting, your energy, your belief systems, your subconscious mind, your thought patterns, the way you're feeling, the way you're reacting to life, if none of that changes, no matter how many strategies you use, no matter how hard you work, your external reality will not shift long term. This is why most people never change their lives. This is also why I created my academies. This is why I teach what I teach. This is why my you know, my Blissful Abundance Academy is 10 weeks long because these kinds of shifts and embodiment and who you are, they don't happen overnight. And it can be difficult for these shifts to happen alone because so much of it happens on a subconscious level, which is why so many people have huge shifts and experience huge magical manifestations in my academy because we work on a subconscious level. We work on the embodiment of who you are being. You come out the other side, a completely different person who will therefore Manifest a completely different life. So, if that is something you want to dive deep into, we're enrolling right now, and the link is in the show notes. Um, But no more about that. I want to talk now about how to actually shift the embodiment of who you are and give you guys some tips that'll actually help you right now in your everyday life. So, as I mentioned in the very beginning of this podcast, my up levels in my life when huge manifestations show up, they always come when I shift into a new version of me or a new embodiment of energy and and what I mean by this is less becoming a new identity, right? This is the common theme that you'll hear in the manifestation world is you have to be a new version of yourself, embody a new identity and this is true on some level but if we go deeper, what it really means to embody this new identity, quote unquote identity, is letting go of the layers of who you think you need to be letting go of the layers of conditioning and programming that makes up your current identity. Because if you really look at who you think you are, who others think you are, a lot of our identity has been conditioned into our brain, conditioned. And so we're showing up as who we think we need to be, who we think will make others most comfortable, who will make others like us the most, who we think we need to be to attract the life that we want, etc. And so I've gone through many different phases in my life. Uh, I went through a phase in the beginning of my journey, maybe four years or three years ago, where I used to think I had to be super spiritual to attract the life that I wanted, and I thought being super spiritual meant showing up a certain way, like I thought it was an identity, and I see a lot of people go through this phase in the reality, and I actually went through a a phase where I thought I had to give up or sacrifice parts of me that didn't seem good enough to attract or manifest the life that I wanted and You know, I went through a phase, like I said, of choosing the spiritual identity and this looked a lot like, you know, I thought I needed to learn the healing properties of crystals and attend full moon ceremonies and uh, stop drinking all alcohol and eat 100% super clean, like mostly raw foods and, you know, go to sound healings and meditate for an hour a day and and learn to read tarot cards. And you know, these things are amazing. And I still love all of these things. I still do all of these things. And there's nothing wrong with them. But they no longer make up my identity. And I no longer feel like I need to do them. I only take part in these rituals or activities when I feel inspired to. And I also let go of so many parts of me that I felt didn't align with a quote unquote spiritual identity. Right? So I thought I had to give up alcohol. I thought I had to give up going out and dancing all night with my friends. I thought I had to give up fried food. I thought I had to give up relationships with people who weren't as quote unquote spiritual as me. And, you know, what actually happened is it was just my ego, right? My ego was attaching itself to this identity. It was a form of moral superiority where I thought, okay, if I'm, spiritual person, right? I'm more spiritual if I eat a certain way. I'm more spiritual if I attend XYZ ceremonies or do XYZ rituals. You know, I'm more spiritual than that person. I can manifest more. And you know, obviously this is not true. There is no identity you have to step into or any kind of spirituality you have to embody to manifest what you want. You know, you can meditate a million hours a day or do all the rituals and practices in the world and still not be a deeply connected person because to me, spirituality isn't meditating or cleansing your crystals or ignoring material things, right? That was something else. I thought I shouldn't have a lot of money. I thought I had to be a barefoot, free-spirited hippie and I thought I couldn't enjoy luxury things. I thought I couldn't enjoy material things. I thought I couldn't be a spiritual person and love Louis Vuitton. And I love Louis Vuitton. It excites me. But like I said, what I've realized now is spirituality isn't not owning material things. It isn't hugging trees. It isn't meditating. Spirituality is connecting. It's deep connection to your soul, to the universe. It's joy and presence. And so to me, whatever brings me joy and presence, that is my spiritual practice. My spiritual practice is joy. Okay, (laughs) for me, playing in the ocean is more spiritual Than all of the meditating in the world. For me. When I'm playing in the ocean. I am so present. I'm filled with childlike joy. For me sometimes. Indulging in a luxury experience. Is more spiritual. Than going to a sound healing. If my mind is wandering. Because for me. Like I said. My spiritual practice is joy. When I follow what brings me joy. Soulful joy. And presence. I attract more abundance to me. With ease. And I cultivate more connection with my soul. When I'm constantly sacrificing parts of myself or rejecting parts of myself or, or guilting myself for parts of myself, I'm disconnecting myself from my soul. Because the worst thing we can ever do is, is push away parts of ourselves and then judge ourselves for those parts of ourselves, right? Say, no, 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 I can't have a sip of alcohol. That wouldn't be spiritual of me. And then judging that part of ourselves, rejecting that part of ourselves. For me, what is more spiritual is accepting that part of ourselves. So for me, maybe it means having a few margaritas with friends. But loving and accepting the part of me that desires to have the margaritas with friends. And for some people, it feels better to them to have no alcohol. But as long as you are not judging or rejecting the part of you that wants alcohol you're more connected to yourself. And that is quote-unquote more spiritual to me. Okay, so rather than doing things that fit into a certain identity to be more spiritual, right? Like I'm not going to drink alcohol because that's more spiritual versus I'm not going to drink alcohol because it feels better to me. Or I'm going to drink alcohol. I'm going to have a couple margaritas because it feels fun and inspiring to me to have a good time with my friends tonight. And I'm going to love and accept this part of me that desires this. Whatever is done in love to me Whatever is done in love and joy and presence is a spiritual practice. There is no black and white process or identity of what makes you a spiritual person. And I really wanted to cover this because I see so many people, they watch The Secret or they learn about the law of attraction and they think they need to become a certain kind of person. think they need to become a certain kind of identity to manifest the things that they want. And I just want to call bullshit. And there is nothing wrong, nothing, nothing, nothing wrong. With being a barefooted hippie and hugging trees and and whatever you want to do. Not drinking alcohol, whatever. There's nothing wrong with any bit. I'm just using these as examples because these have been examples in my life. Whoever you want to be in any moment is okay. And it is, to me, more abundant to honor your intuition every single moment than to stick to a certain identity. And that might mean that right now, today, You wanna have a margarita and dance all night with your friends. And that might mean that tomorrow, it feels more authentic to you and inspiring to meditate and to journal and to go to a sound healing and to be more connected to your inner world. And so this has been the next energy that I've been stepping into embodying. is actually shedding layers of old identities that I've picked up over the years. Shedding layers of who I thought I needed to be to be spiritual. And who I thought I needed to be to manifest the life that I wanted. And realizing I don't need to be anyone. I don't need to work a certain number of hours. I don't need to have a strict schedule. I don't need to be a certain kind of spiritual person. I don't need to be anyone but who I desire to be in every single moment. I don't need to be anyone but the version of me that brings me joy in this present moment. And that is going to shift from moment to moment. And you know what? It's okay if she's not the same person as she was 10 years ago. And it's okay if she's not the same person as she was last year or last week. And you know what? It's even okay if she's not the same person as she was one minute ago. And it's okay if the person that she is doesn't make the people around her comfortable. It's okay if the person that she is isn't the person that others expect her to be or that others remember her as. That is okay. And it's okay if she triggers other people because she will. That is okay, as long as she is honoring her joy in every single moment. Another identity I used to think I needed—I needed to embody—was I had—I thought I had to be a certain kind of leader. I looked around at all of the other leaders on social media on Instagram, and I thought I needed to be like them. I thought I had to show up a certain way uh, to impress everyone. I thought I had to be a certain kind of person for people to like me, to follow me, to to be inspired by me. I thought I had to be more spiritual. I thought I had to post more often. I thought I had to share more tips on my stories. I, you know, I see a lot of other leaders, you know, showing off all of these luxurious experiences that they're having, going to fancy dinners and buying five cars and doing all these things and that's amazing and maybe someday that will be my experience but right now that's not my experience right now I'm living a more minimal life and I'm traveling and right now the abundance in my life is my freedom and it's the ocean and it's the sunsets and it's the community and maybe the next phase of my life will be more material abundance but I'm going in phases and right now my life looks a lot different than it did in the last phase. And it looks a lot different than it will look in the next phase. And it looks a lot different than a lot of the other leaders I see on social media, and that's okay. And so I've started to let go of who I thought people needed me to be. I've let go of the kind of content I thought people needed me to post. I've let go of needing to share certain kinds of content or post certain kinds of pictures or showing up in a certain way. And I started leaning into what feels inspiring to me in every single moment, who I feel called to be, this is the next version of me. And so I would also challenge you to ask yourself, in what areas of my life am I showing up as a person I think people need me to be or I think people want me to be? Where am I rejecting who I actually desire to be, who feels inspiring and joyful to me versus who I think people want me to be, who I think people will accept? This can be difficult and, and confronting and challenging. But this is the next level You shedding the layers of identities that you've picked up over the years to keep yourself safe to keep yourself light to keep yourself comfortable and to make the people around you comfortable and what i see a lot of people doing and and what i've done for much of my life without even realizing it is making myself smaller to make others comfortable Uh, it's dimming my life to make the people around me feel comfortable it's hiding my accomplishments and who i really am to make people around me comfortable but here's the thing You're allowed to take up space. You are worthy of taking up space. You are worthy of shining your light, shining all of your light. You're worthy of showing up as all of who you are, no matter who it triggers. It is not your job to manage the emotions of the people around you. It is not your job to make the people around you comfortable. It's not your job to manage the feelings of the people around you. It is your job to show up as the highest version of you in every single moment. Because honestly it does the people around do no good to manage their feelings to keep them comfortable. you know what will do them some good, allowing others to be triggered, showing up in all of your light and all of who you are, and taking up all the damn space showing up with all of your queen energy and allowing others to be triggered because when you trigger others when you show up fully in the full embodiment of your queen energy, what happens is others to Don't feel worthy yet of stepping into into their light, showing up in their queen energy, showing up as all of who they are. They're going to be triggered because I'll see the reflection of the part of them they feel unworthy of in you. And that's okay because our triggers, they crack us open and make space for the light to come in. If we were never triggered, we would never heal. Sometimes we need to be triggered enough times to finally wake up and begin to heal the wound that the trigger came from. So I also invite you to ask yourself, in what areas of my life am I making myself small? Am I dimming my life to make others around me feel comfortable or safe? Am I not speaking up when I want to? Am I hiding my accomplishments? Am I not saying my true opinion? Am I not dressing the way I want to dress? Am I not doing the things I want to do because maybe I think the others around me won't be able to join or won't get it? Another great question to ask yourself is, where am I not setting my boundaries? Where am I not using my sacred no? Where where am I not applying my sacred selfishness? Right, because we grew up in selfishness, it's this horrible thing we learn about, but honestly, selfishness is sacred when you use it in a sacred way. When you put yourself first, oftentimes, you create the best case scenario for everyone. Where are you failing to say no out of the need to manage the feelings of others, to make others feel comfortable? Where in your life are you saying yes because you don't want to disappoint others, you don't want to hurt feelings, you don't want others to feel alone or lonely or sad or whatever it might be. I can't say this enough, it is not your job to manage the feelings or emotions of others. It is your job to honor what feels good to you in every single moment and when you do that you manifest the best case scenario for all. What happens when you say yes when you really wanna say no? Not only are you stepping out of your queen energy, right? And when I say queen energy, I mean the highest embodiment of you, your highest self. When you step out of your queen energy, and you say yes when you wanna say no, you put yourself in a scenario where you're gonna have internal resentment on a subconscious level. You're sending out scarcity energy. That internal resentment, whether whether or not you realize it consciously, You project that internal resentment to everyone that you are in the scenario with. Your energy and vibration affects every single person around you. You always want to be in the highest vibration possible. And sometimes that means saying no, even if it makes others uncomfortable. So stepping into the highest version of you that you need to be to attract that new level of your life means using your sacred no, stepping into and embodying your sacred selfishness, And shedding layers of identities that no longer serve you or that you are embodying to please others, to make others comfortable. And no longer making yourself smaller to manage the feelings or emotions of others or to make others comfortable or to make yourself feel safe. And last thing here. Where in your life are you holding on to people, circumstances, or relationships that are not serving you or that are not aligned with your highest vision for your life? Because every single person that you allow in your energetic space is affecting the energy that you embody. And when we say yes to people, things, circumstances that are not exactly what we want, that are not in alignment with our highest vision for our lives or what we want to manifest, we're putting our energy in the wrong place. And where our energy flows is what we attract. Where our focus goes is where our energy flows is what we attract and manifest. When we put our energy into the wrong people, places, and circumstances. We attract like-minded and similar vibe, people, things, and circumstances. So where in your life are you putting your energy that is actually not in alignment with what you desire? Because you can't expect to manifest something into your life if you're not making space for it. For example, you want to manifest this beautiful, loving relationship. You know exactly what you want. But right now, you're dating someone who's not aligned with that. And you might even know that they're not aligned with that, that they're not exactly what you want, that they might not be good for you. But you're holding on to that relationship because it feels safe, because it's in in alignment with the energy that you're currently embodying, because it allows you to feel comfortable. Because maybe to step into that next level to attract the relationship that you do want, it would be scary, because you might have to embody a new energy. You might have to get vulnerable, more vulnerable than feels comfortable. You might have to crack your heart open a little bit more. You might have to put yourself on the line. You might have to risk feeling pain. You might have to risk heartbreak. You might have to say goodbye in a way that actually will bring you pain right now. And all of these things can be very scary. But manifesting what you want always means stepping into a place of complete uncertainty, right? Stepping into the unknown. It means saying goodbye to good to attract great, to attract miraculous, to attract magical. It means saying goodbye to things that feel safe and comfortable, that aren't aligned with where you actually desire to be. So ask yourself, the highest version of you who's living in your highest vision, who has the relationship that you want, who has the life that you want, the community that you want, the house that you want, everything that you want. How are they showing up in every single moment? Who are they allowing into their space? Who are they allowing into their sphere? What circumstances are they allowing in? What are they saying no to? What are they saying yes to? What activities are they taking part in? What identities are they shedding? How are they showing up in each moment? How are they feeling in each moment? How much joy are they taking part in? Are they prioritizing their joy? Here's here's a really good question to ask yourself. If someone were to follow you around all day long, but they they couldn't speak to you. Would they know what your goals were? What you're working toward? What your highest vision is? What your values are? Are you acting and showing up in alignment with that highest vision? Because if not, something needs to shift. Something needs to change. You're not in the embodiment of the energy that you need to be in the embodiment of to attract the life that you desire. Ask yourself what your highest vision is. Ask yourself who the version of you is that is living that highest vision. And then ask yourself, how is she showing up in each moment? How is she feeling in each moment? What is she saying yes and no to in each moment? Who is and is not in her life? Who is her inner circle? How is she investing in herself? How is she showing up for herself? How is she spending her time? What is she studying? Where is she living? What action is she taking? And adjust accordingly. Don't act as if. Be as if. Feel as if. Show up as if. Be the embodiment. It's more than just dressing as if, talking as if. That's a big part of it. But it's more than that. It's so much more than that. And if you really want to dive deep, deep, deep into embodying your next up level and working on the subconscious part of this, which is necessary to attract your next up level to manifest everything you want, BAA is open for enrollment, my 10-week academy that will transform your entire life. We dive deep into all of this. Now, I'd love to personally guide you to your next up level and to help you manifest your dream life. The link is in the show notes to apply. Book your free enrollment call ASAP because our slots are already filling up for the week. If you have any questions about it, send me a DM on Instagram or an email, support at pursuitofbliss.com. As usual, if this episode spoke to you at all, I would love for you to leave me an honest review on iTunes. They always make me tear up when I read them. They make my day. Um, I read them every single week. So if you do that, make sure you take a screenshot before you submit and email it over to support at and we've got a little surprise for you directly to your inbox and uh, make sure you connect with me on instagram at pursuit of bliss with an underscore i love hearing from you i love resharing your posts and your stories when you share the podcast uh, makes me so overjoyed and i'm sending you all so 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 much love from costa rica and i will talk to you next week